people here because we know people need to know Jesus. And we want people to come here next Sunday in particular and meet Jesus. Maybe the day when they go, oh, I get it. Thinking about peace, and I read this tweet. Uh, a lady named Margaret Winley uh, wrote this little blurb in a, in a magazine. Uh, she said, "I did not realize how closely my 18-month-old toddler had been listening to Christmas carols until she started picking the peas off her plate and throwing them on the floor, and exclaiming with joy, Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. 
she's engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, the son of King David. Gabriel gave the birth of this favored one of the Lord is with you. The Jews and the Serbs were pregnant as well on earth as the angels talking about. And he said, Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, you are a You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Matthew chapter 1 tells us this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to Joseph. We just read about that. So before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph refused to the good man and denounced the disgraceful publicly, so he decided to break things off. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. That's some of you guys Joseph said, the angel said, Do not be afraid. Take Mary as your wife. For the child will be in her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. You will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Just a few minutes ago, we started the service to remind the night he was born. Jesus was born. It's recorded in Luke chapter 2, and on that very night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, the angel of the Lord appeared among the shepherds, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were they were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. This is the day we celebrate the peace that God gives us, and I want us to start out with a very simple and observation. I think we can all agree on this, but nothing disturbs peace on earth like fear, terror. Okay. So the question is, how can I experience peace when my world is falling apart? There are a lot of things to be worried about, scared about, terrified of, afraid of in this world. And there are two equally misguided approaches that we take towards peace, towards this, this idea of experiencing peace or being able to overcome fear. And one, day, one declares, one of the misguided approaches declares, ignorance is bliss. Reminds me of a story my father told me when I was growing up. I don't know if this is true or not, but I like the story. So, uh, this guy was wanting to snack on fruit late at night, and uh, he didn't eat the fruit, and saw that there was a worm in it. And so he tossed it, and he picked up another piece of fruit, took a bite out of it, and found another worm. Then uh, the third time, found another worm. His solution? Turn out the light. What you see, 
do not be afraid. Now, something tells me Jesus had something in mind when he said she, but it's a little different than what we usually use when we say she. When we say she, she usually means nothing's going on that I don't like. Everything's going smooth. There are no problems. There are no questions. I could take a nap and not worry about it. Or I could stay awake and not worry about it. There's nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. There's no conflict. There's no... I don't have to worry about uh, people saying bad things about me on Facebook or Twitter. And having things go smoothly is a part of Jesus, but it's not the whole thing. Because in the Bible, the Bible tells us that Jesus is so much more. Uh, it, the Jewish people call it shalom. And it means wholeness and well-being. It's, it's the ideal state for us as human beings. It's what God created us to individually and collectively to, to have. And to experience. It's what Adam and Eve knew in the Garden of Eden. It's what was God described at the very end of his creation series. If you looked at everything and said, Oh, that's really good. That's exactly the way it's supposed to be. It's a gift from God. It's what we have. Before Adam and Eve slipped off the light, we started eating fruit. And Advent is the time that we're celebrating, is the time to remind us that the peace, the well-being, the shalom that only God can give is only ours in Jesus. You can only find that kind of peace in Jesus. And so, here's the sermon in a sentence. Well, that's not sermon in the sentence. This sermon in the sentence goes on to be a half as long. That one was short. This one's longer, okay? When you know Jesus, you know everything you need to know to know peace. Yeah, let me say it again because it's a trigger. It is on the new version today. That'll help. It is for some of you. When you know Jesus, you know everything you need to know to know peace. You know, say it again. I'll say it again a couple more times in a little bit, but just those are the kind of fill it in on the blank there on the bulletin. When you know Jesus, you know everything you need to know to know peace. I still heard from last week, but I think it's going to get fixed in a moment. So just pray before your eyes. You will be transformed. So, what was peace that though to really know Jesus this way? What's the peace that from knowing peace? It's like an uncertainty that creates fear. 
There's so much we can't know. There's so much that we can't ignore that we cannot live uh, without some sense of concern, anxiety, worry, and even outright fear. Okay, I'm just going to be honest with you. We live in a culture that loves to generate fear. We need one or two things to get our masses across. Death or fear. And if we're really good, we find a way to combine them. Right? So if, if you do start to take the best thing that you can do is want to stick to it. If you don't, your teeth will fall out. Cool. Don't be honest, right? No, that's not true. It's an immaterial, it's sweetly and good for you. Right? Not for me, because I don't think those terrible people from the other party from taking over the world and driving us all into a bit. Well, great. I've been around more things with our wife, both of you, brother. Both are playing with good things. Never mind. Right? We, we get the phone call. Oh, I've got news from you. We can cut your credit card and interest in the house. And if you don't do it, we can hide. Why do I need to do it? No! We live in a world where we constantly face these fears. We, we want to know everything, and we want to try to steer our lives around through trouble. And that's why that works. There are people that get that. You know, we, we learn lessons, and you got to have Once you have that, you don't want to Only to find out later that it's really not quite, you know, it's kind of like that sugary cereal with your food. We're going to test your interest rates on the bills that you're paying now, but we're going to see that we are because we low introductory rate this month, and next month we'll check it. We're always trying to find things that believe that somehow if we can do things now to alleviate our fears, the fears that people are constantly trying to generate now, that we're going to know peace. But Jesus is really clear to us. Toward the end, or actually the very end of his conversation with his disciples, uh, in John chapter 16, verse 33, you can look this up. He says something along these lines. In this world, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Jesus is really honest with us, right? You are not going to live in a trouble-free world. But you can live with your community and be peaceful. He promises us a peace-filled life 
that grows out of knowing Himself. When you know Jesus, you know everything you need to know to know Jesus. So here's three concrete applications for us. First of all, Jesus offers us to be peace with your past. Now, I'm not going to ask anybody to raise their hand because everybody would need to raise their hands. And if you didn't raise their hand, then we'd all know you were lying. So just don't raise your hand when I ask this question. How many of us, this is rhetorical, that is, how many of us have ever wondered, what was I thinking? We realize we did something something that we regret. How could I have ever done that? We've all had something. And the reason we're having this really stupid belief we don't want to start comparing, okay? My best up here is a year back then. Well, well, actually, why that? That's not what point is, we all have something that has some experience in our lives where we look at ourselves in our situation and thought, I have messed up so much, I will never be able to get back up. I have so messed up that God can never use me. I have jumped on no use. I just need to step here and rock. We point back and keep it. Jesus said, come follow me, and we point back and say, no, no, I can't. Jesus wants to bring us back and say, yeah, I can't do that. He said, I can renew you. I can restore you. I can refresh you. And he invites us to take a risk. To put the past behind us and to get out there, to follow him again. He says, it's possible. Yeah. This is one of a really great conversation with Jesus that will mess it up. Try to tell me about the things that you that you regret. And watch me smile. Yeah. And go, yes, I know about all of those. And they want me to let you in on one or two that you don't even think about, but I know about. That'll mess up your mind. Yeah, so they don't just bless and we don't often really want us to have know that he knows about us because he doesn't even want to admit to us that. But he does. But he's in the business of, of restoring us. When you know Jesus, you know everything you need to know to know peace with your past. He restores you. Prophets you teach with your future. Have you ever watched something uh, with a friend or family member that you've seen before, like a sporting event, a movie, television program, and they're all really into it because they haven't seen it? And they're all uptight on how the scene's going to turn out or how the movie's going to turn out. And you're sitting over there going, yeah, I know. You know, they're watching the video of something you saw live, and 
where you are. If you need to turn around, I'm about to pray as a kind of a model and a prompt to help you, to help you. you you'd like you to come and pray here at the front and altar rail or, or, or in the front seat. Please feel free to do whatever seems appropriate to you. Let's just take them all bow our heads. Close our eyes and give each other privacy. As we turn to Jesus this week, Whole world ever walked away or faced 